The Driving While Awesome podcast is recorded live to SD card at the Beeline Motor Club in Santa Cruz, California. Where am I and where are you? Can you imagine like, his head <laughs> I being can. inside his little no. head? Egocidal vehiculum. There's no doubt Corvettes are fast. But what about the people that put their fingers over the license? Keichi <laughs> Tuchia. <laughs> Those cars have such a cute little face, you know? It's like a little like a little salamander or something, you know? I'm riding dirty right now. Offtherecord.com. Fight those tickets. If you don't win, you don't pay. All you have to do is download the app, snap a photo of your ticket, answer a few questions, get matched to an experienced lawyer, and you won't pay for the ticket. Enter code AWESOME to get a nice discount. Hey there, everybody. This is Warren. Just checking in to let you know that we are... Getting back to rallying, folks. Yeah! <laughs> Save the date. Woot! October 6th through the 8th, Driving Well Awesome Rally, coming at you. Uh, this is the weekend after Rensport and the weekend before Phoenix Radwood. But come rally with us over the mountains, through the woods, and... Uh, Into the Sierras? Possibly, you know, okay. we don't want to say too much, but uh, the last time was glorious. Yeah, right weather there. should be nice too, huh? Be great. Not too hot. Hopefully no snow yet. Great vistas. Uh, mm-hmm. Narrow roads. Maybe big a, roads. Maybe a narrow road. October 6th through the 8th. Details coming to patreon.com slash awesome. Patrons always get the first crack at it. Uh, we'd love to have you join us. So save the date. October 6th through the 8th. Thank you. Thanks. Later. Welcome to Driving While Awesome. My name is Warren. I'm Lane. Uh, Mart. I'm Clark. And we have uh, two guests uh, in from Japan. We have uh, from Build by Legends. We have Masa. Hello. And, and Katsu. Hi. Thank you for joining us, guys. Thank you very much. Thanks very much Welcome. for having us. Welcome to Beeline and uh, Santa Cruz. Have you spent much time in this area? Uh, no, it's my first time in Santa Cruz. Oh, nice. Yeah. How are you enjoying it? already nice <laughs> you guys went to the uh Canepa, uh show today yeah just, just like an hour ago yes yeah so you know hot off the presses here for our listeners but uh the gordon murray is it just G- gordon murray automobiles automotive automotive I think it's gordon murray yeah automotive at the post I, I know it's behind me <laughs> gma uh has their two cars in a showroom at Canepa, and i guess he's their official dealer for the u.s so Gordon Murray was there, Dario Franchitti, and... Oh, was Dario there? I didn't see yeah. him. Yeah, I, yeah, I did find it interesting. I don't know if you guys saw in the in the back workshop area, there was a Lamborghini uh, Diablo, mm-hmm. the red one. Yep. And that was the, if you saw on the wall, that was the Gordon Murray Automotive Service area. Oh. <laughs> it, like, set it on the wall. That's where they're going to have it. Yeah, it just had a plaque or something. Yeah. A couple of pictures of the cars, and it's like... Yeah, it's yeah. kind of interesting. Yeah, so anyway. instead of a Gordon Murray car, so in. not dedicating too much space either. It's like one st- one little stall, you know. None of them are broken down yet, so there's yeah, yeah they, they don't need servicing yet. Yeah, yeah. keyword yet, yeah. yet, yeah. Well, yes, thank you for joining us. Um, Clark has uh, graciously given us some talking points, mm-hmm. at like a good PR rep <laughs> does, um, and I know that you guys have. Uh, a great backstory, and we'd like to hear it. Um, Clark, if you want to start us off with some info and take it from there. Uh, sure. Um, well, I, I met um, uh, uh, these two guys in Tokyo 
at uh, a photo show um, of one of their uh, their friends who's an automotive photographer, a fantastic photographer, whose name I forget. Maru. Maru Chan. Yeah. Ma- Maru. Maru Chan, like the ramen. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like the ramen, yes. Um, he does really, really beautiful um, automotive photography. Postcards. Oh, very yeah. cool. Yeah. Oh, can I? He shoots for uh, auto manufacturers as well. He shoots for Honda. Oh, nice. Alexis and. And so there was a, a mutual a mutual friend at the sh- at this show who in, who made the introduction, and then I uh, just kept emailing them, <laughs> and um, and and we ended up um, uh, they joined our the Roundcat Rally in April, and um, with our Honda Beat. Yep, brought the Beat. This nice. beautiful, beautiful Beat. And, um, and now I'm, I'm, and they've been really generous with, uh, making introductions and sort of making me feel welcome in Japan. So now it's my turn to bring them to California and, and, and introduce them to my friends. Great. Sweet. Nice. Um, so, okay. So what, what is, <laughs> should we just go into it? Like what is built by legends? Yeah, let's do it. Okay. So what is built by legends? Well, cause I know I talked to you guys earlier and I was like, <laughs> Oh, are you guys, is mines like part of you or, you know, how does that all work? No, um, no, mine is not part of us, yeah. but Built by Legends, uh, Katsu and I, and also Yoshi, uh, we thought about the, the concept and it's about, it's about building our dream cars. It's about the b- building the cars that we want to drive or we couldn't drive back then when we, when we were teenagers. So that's why, uh, that's how we started to think about the concept and the legend name built by legends is could be cars, could be a person, could be a, a tuner, and in in the GTR's case, it's it's mines, the manufacturer, and also the founder Nikura-san. Very cool. And mines, uh, I guess, just for to go, we have a largely American audience, right? Some people do, are aware of it, but it is a famous Japanese tuner. I personally know them from my, the first Mines car, I should say, was, that I saw was an Evo 5. Like that's probably the earliest Mines car I saw, but um, I know that they're, uh, they have a very, uh, a very strong reputation for like building balanced projects, right? It's not just like thousand horsepower, like all out, like, you know, like Wangan racing at a, 200 miles an hour. It's like all about building a complete package. Um, and I imagine that's a concept that is something that you guys use and apply to the GTRs. Yes, exactly. I mean, uh, thanks for, uh, uh pointing that out. Um, our concept would be built by legends is that we didn't want uh, a drag racer or like a thousand, two thousand horsepower car. We wanted a car that we can daily. Uh, we wanted to build a car that we can daily. So um, it was all about uh, balance, uh, comfort, uh, and also, um, how should I say it? The original look, should I say. Mm. And our concept really matched with uh, what Mines had been doing since the 80s. Uh, Nikura-san of Mines, he's all about balance of the car. When he says he wants to build, when he starts to build a car, he doesn't build from the engine. He thinks it's important to build it from the chassis and the suspension. And you build an engine that matches the chassis and the suspension. Mm-hmm. So that's about, it's, he's all about balance. And then you guys are also using a like a different company to do the actual restorations right and then there's another company that does the interiors and those are all kind of like legendary companies would you say okay yeah um 
So the engine's built by Mines on uh -huh. the GTR, and then the chassis is built by a shop called Garage Yoshida, mm. uh, founder Yoshida-san, and he he does work, amazing work. He does uh, he builds the chassis from you know the bare chassis, uh, and and the the famous Mines demo car R34. He did the restoration of that uh, two years ago. Oh, very cool. Yeah. That's the second Mines car that I'm familiar with. Yeah, the R34. <laughs> and I actually, the first video I ever saw was when they, they, they raced it. I think it was in the Gunsai Toge against um, the Supra. Was it like an Amuse Supra maybe? Yeah, yeah Powerhouse and, Amuse Supra. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and I remember, like all I remember, I, 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 the car looked great and everything, but it was like uh, Tsuchiya and was it Orido maybe who was driving it? They were both saying how it was like impossibly fast. They're like, how is it so fast? Like it just, but because it was so easy to drive, but like it was just super, super fast. That's all I remember. But it's a very famous tuner car in Japan, right? The, that R34, the, the abuse exactly. car. Yeah. That's from uh, Best Motoring. From Best Motoring, exactly, yeah. And, and then uh, I guess we should have started there maybe, but you guys also... We're filmers for Best Motoring and produ and editors, uh, I Pro take Producers? Yeah. Oh, very cool. Yeah. No way. We were producing the uh, the English versions of Best Motoring and Hot Virgin. Oh, very okay. cool. So oh, that's the connection. Year, what year roughly was that? Um, From about 2001 or two. Yeah. yeah. We nice. started off with uh, VHS tapes. So that's Whoa. how old they were. Yeah. <laughs> so wait a minute. Who, who did the voiceover? For the for the best motoring uh, videos, uh, a few of us, including really, <laughs> yeah, because yeah, that was it was always like it was it was such an interesting voice, like uh -oh. uh, that's so rad. The DVDs now. <laughs> Look at this American Toge. Oh, this was at, at uh, Horse Thief Mile, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, we got to be honest. I mean, it was a low budget production for the uh, the international version that we mm -hmm. were making. Mm -hmm. So yeah, we did all the voiceovers ourselves. Uh, first we were making VHS tapes, um, and then it was, uh, DVDs and then it was streaming. Wow. That's awesome. Yeah. The, I mean, that's uh, that this series, like best motoring, hot version, all of that was like such a massive, I guess it was a big, um, introduction to like Japanese tuning culture for the American audience, right. And European, like, I mean, that's how I got introduced to a lot of this stuff. I told Taro the first time I ever met him that, um, I learned how to heel toe by watching those videos yeah. when I was like 16 because <laughs> yeah. they had the camera on the, right, on the yeah. foot, you know, footwork. Mm -hmm. And it was uh, Tsuchiya doing it. And yes. I remember like it was a 1990, like probably a 96 or 97 type mm -hmm. R. And, uh, and you know, there's a lot of space so you can see yeah. clearly what he's doing. And then I went out there and tried it myself. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, they're, they're really pretty legendary. I guess a legendary series I should call yeah, it. They, in, in Japan originally, they, they are two titles, uh, best motoring and hot version. Uh, for the international market, we kind of combine them. Best motoring is uh, really about production cars, and they compared new cars, production mm. cars, whereas hot version was about tuner cars or race cars. Mm -hmm. Right? Yeah. Yeah, Warren. Warren is has always been wanted to replicate the the on track like stock like uh you know the stock cars on track like head to head like yeah. you know if we circuit could do that battle. here yeah circuit yeah, battle circuit that's battle. so yeah. rad yeah that's that's we love that and stuff. Elaine had the idea of using like these older cars but with modern rubber you know modern tires because yeah. that's technology has changed so much but yeah just seeing what the the road tests would look like now. Mm. I went down a best motoring rabbit hole like three months ago. Oh, yeah. I ended up watching like probably eight hours of it over <laughs> nice. like two days or something, you know? That's awesome. Yeah, I was like, oh, how did the 355 do against the 
Yeah. 993 Turbo or whatever, you know, all those. Oh, for the Circuit Battle videos? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. There was the F40 one, too, I remember. Oh, yeah. what, what was that so against? It's like called a, the Super Battle. Was it a, what was it against? Like a Super or something? Oh, I, I'm oh, there was a, oh, it was an NSX, NSX was yeah. it? But wasn't there a bunch of cars on track yeah. with that yeah, one? Like there was Diablo. like a yeah, there was some a couple Porsches, maybe yes. a GT3. Yeah, and, yeah the GT3 always won. It was yeah, the long. 996 GT3 was always mm -hmm. very good. Yeah. At well, there was the one that I'm thinking of. It was like I don't know what track it was. It wasn't Scuba, but it was it had a huge banking, like a big yeah. banking that went onto mm -hmm. a long straight, and it was just Motegi? like it was like a head to head. Oh, maybe Motegi. Yeah, that's right. Oh, it was just the two cars. Just two cars. Yeah, just, they also it did NSX, those. NSX, I think. It was the NSXR, probably. Yeah. So yeah, one of them, the F40 and F50 were in it i think and mm. the car you know they start at the back and then they have to work their way through the pack yeah isn't, are, isn't gt channel that's your friend that's right that's taro who oh, we're okay, talking about okay. yeah yeah we had him on the podcast before yeah and we yeah we, i think we've been on their podcast i don't know if that's yep. still happening but yeah so i'm curious i mean obviously that's cool involvement with with best motoring is epic um you guys are obviously car guys to the core like you know is it cool to talk a little bit about your personal cars? Like, I would love to know what you guys drove as kids. Like, what got you into the cars themselves? Like, more a little personal history? Well, I mean, the first car I had was like a, a 74 Corona Mark II. Oh, yeah. Oh, cool. There's a, the, that blue one that's around. Is, yeah. That's the car, right? That was the car that I had. It had like a 2.8 liter engine. Uh, back in high school, but is the Mark II the super square one, or is it the more fastback one? Fastback one. Yeah, with the little that weird trim between the B the C pillar has like a little like a trim Actually, piece. Actually, you know uh, that car uh, between the front window or side window and the back rear mm -hmm. side window, they you could. Uh, get both of them down. Oh and it, yeah! It opened up. Oh, like a, oh, a nice. pillarless coupe. Yeah. Space. yeah, yeah, yeah. It had awesome. no B pillar. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, that's a great look. Cold. There was a, some term. Pillarless. pillarless, pillarless coupe. They call them here, or at least in English. In Japan, I I, I kind of forgot, but uh, there was a there's a there's a name for it. There was a name for oh, okay. it. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, it's a it's a really cool feeling though, right? Because yeah. it's not quite a convertible, but you have this open cabin yeah. feeling. Yeah, we're, we're big fans of that. For yeah, sure. Like Art had a 560 SCC or 500 or 500 SCC oh, yeah. Mercedes, which nice. is the same yeah. same kind of style. But yeah, the the one you're thinking of is more square, almost like 510. Yeah, thing. I was thinking about the later one. That's a Corona, not a you said it's a, a Corona as well. Was a Corona. Corona. Mark II's the bigger one then. Yeah, but but it was a Corona. Mark. It was a Corona. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think it was, probably the one that I'm thinking of is like a 69, like a like that looks more maybe, like a curl or whatever. Yeah, it used yeah. to be squarey. Yeah. 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 So we're at that point, were you into like racing or hot rodding really. at all? Or I mean, the, the car that really got me into uh, cars was uh, when I was when I owned a uh, Nissan 180SX. Oh, nice. With yeah. The SR well, turbo, which engine. we got as a 240SX. Yeah. Exactly. Yes. Yes. So he's a Shitoko runner. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. <laughs> That's the car that I was. Uh, you know, tuning around and uh, so you were uh, having fun with. You were a hashiriya. Hashiriya. It's <laughs> like a little casual hashiriya. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. So were you doing like early drifting in the mountains and stuff like that, or no? Only uh, shutoko. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Nice. That's awesome. So that and those cars, I mean, they have like a huge, huge following. Um, I don't know what's happened in Japan with them. Like, cause here they've become kind of valuable because they just don't exist anymore. Cause they were all destroyed. Is that happening over there too? Do you see that? Yes. I think that's similar to, it's a similar situation. Yeah. Uh, you don't see too many of them. 
in one piece. Yeah, I was uh, wondering because maybe they, they were way more produced there, right? So I thought maybe it wasn't a thing, but here they're so rare. It's, it's yeah, yeah. yeah. Everything's it's just, become like really expensive in Japan. Yeah, yeah, and it's our fault manual. because we're importing everything. Yeah, I mean, you guys yeah. were there last night. There was what forty-five <laughs> yeah. Skyline yeah. GTRs or something. Yeah, yeah. I was surprised. It was crazy. So, what was your first car? Oh, so. I wasn't a proper, you know, Hashiri like Masa. I'm, I'm a, I was a spoiled kid. Uh-huh. So my first car was a Saab 900. Oh, oh ooh, fancy guy. That's classy. <laughs> I'm, I'm, a, I'm a European car guy. So. Oh, nice. Oh, cool. Okay. <laughs> so is it a coupe or a... Whoa. It was a convertible. Oh, oh very oh, even better. Turbo? Turbo, yeah. Ooh, first car. SPG maybe? <laughs> no, no, no okay. okay. Manual? No. Oh, that's a very cool car. Mm. Yeah, imagine that in Japan. That'd be crazy. that would stand out for sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And then what did you go on to after that? Um, I'm a big Porsche guy, uh-huh. so multiple air-cooled Porsches. Okay. Um, the cars that stand out in my uh, years, I think, is a RS2 Avant, maybe. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's a LD. fun one. Yeah. And um, yeah, I I also had the. I know you guys don't get it, but uh, Maserati uh, Ghibli. Oh yeah, cup. No, oh, it was a yeah. cup car. Yeah. Oh, so cool. yeah, that was good. You had an S two thousand for a oh, short while. I also while. had an S two thousand, but short I short cra- while. Yeah, I crashed it on the mountains of Toge, uh, Hakone. Oh, in Hakone. So it totaled. Oh wow! Did you do the thing that so um, in Japan? I remember at least back in the day when you would crash your car, you would stand on it and take a picture. <laughs> no, you, you know, you know what people do is when you crash on the Shotoko, yeah, you you create a traffic jam, right? Yeah. So the the guy who who would uh, who, who who done the accident. They will bow to every car. Uh, oh, that's very yeah. Japanese. Yeah. Sorry, sorry for this, you know. Yeah, jam. I guess. Yeah, and if you're rural enough, you can do the the picture, but yeah. maybe not, not if you've yeah. got you're blocking. Yeah, Hakone is very famous, so yeah. I imagine a lot of traffic. Mm-hmm. That that's very Japanese. Uh, that's the opposite. Our, our friend, our mutual uh, Drew, he was just he asked the question the other day. He said, "Do you guys when you run when you when you're driving down the road and you see an accident, do you flip the people off?" And I'm like, no. And he's like, I do every time. But he says he does it, <laughs> he does it down low yeah, yeah. so they can't see it. Oh, yeah, so yeah, it's, yeah. it's, a, it's yeah. for him to get his grievance out. Yeah, exactly. For the traffic they created. Yeah, yeah. I just told him I go thumbs down. Thumbs down is good. Yeah. yeah. Uh, there's also some uh, F1 involvement, Formula One in your backstory. Oh, yeah. Um, I, I used to um, work for uh, the F1 broadcasting uh, team in uh, Fuji TV. So in Japan, they, back then they they used to uh, broadcast uh, F1 in uh, network television. Hmm. No, no longer. Right. What 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 uh, era are we talking? Um, so that was t- I did it for five years, uh, two thousand five or six to two thousand ten ish. All right, that so, was a high, well. That was a very uh, Schumacher dominant era. Exactly. Right? Yeah. So, so the first year that I did was uh, when Schumacher in, uh, retired. Oh, from, okay. From the series, so yeah, and then, uh, then it went on to uh, Alonso, uh, you know, battling with uh, Hamilton, and uh, you know, uh, Rising Star came up with uh, Red Bull. Which was uh, oh Vettel, Vettel, and you know, a little Kimi Rock, Raikkonen mm-hmm. in Kimi between, Raikkonen in between, yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. It was an exciting era. Yeah. And it's yeah. still, I mean, it's awesome to see how the, the passion for Formula One in Japan mm. is still huge. I mean, it's, the, huge, it's yeah. always super packed and people come all dressed up and yeah. it's awesome. Because, I mean, that's always something that I find as like um, an interesting, you know, paradox with Japanese culture, with cars in particular, right? Yeah. Because the cities are so dense, right? And there's like, you know, it's, it's a very efficient, like, transportation culture. So everyone wants to use public transportation. Yeah. But... Um, and then there's also this big movement for like, you know, clean and EV technology and everything, which yeah. is fine. But um, at the same time, there's still this such a hardcore passion for like motorsport in general yeah. and also obviously tuning, right? Tuning culture. Yeah. Um, and it's great to see that that continues, you know, like because I was thinking, you know, Japan has historically been very um, kind of like at the forefront of like, uh, technology in, in many ways. Right. And so I was a little concerned there. I'm like, is this going to change, you know, now, like with, with this like initiative of like yeah. of EVs and everything, um, which we are about, right. L Lane drives an EV. I had one like for transportation and commuting. It's, it's a tool, right. It's fine, but there's no real passion there. Right. So, um, but yeah, that's, that's interesting to see. Well, Honda already dropped out of F1 and then came back. They keep, I know so. they keep doing that. Right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But I was just, I was just curious. Yeah. Like, um, as part of like what you guys do, like what is like the tuning scene right now? Are you starting to see more shops or is it still the original like folks or how is that happening? I don't, I don't think there's uh, new shops popping up like they used to. Mm -hmm. It's more of a, like an old shop continuing, I think. But, you know, people say that uh, young, young people don't, you know, care about cars anymore. Mm -hmm. But I don't think that's true. I d we think the same thing. Yeah. Because, you know, you see young guys driving, you know, tuner cars all the time in Japan. So, yeah. So I, I think it's even growing now. It might be. Yeah. It might be, yes. That's awesome. Like, yeah. 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 It's, it's wild. I mean, I always, um, when I, I brought my GTR today and like whenever I drive it, like I see a lot of young people that are yeah. very excited to see the car, you know? And, and I'm like, how do you know about this thing? You know, like I haven't had that conversation, but I'm yeah. curious to see like if it's just social media or if it's video games still, or, you know, cause that was my generation was either going to Kinokunya bookstore yeah. <laughs> and going to get the books or, or uh, playing the video games, you know, but, um, it's awesome to see that that is, is continuing. Yeah, I, I think, think the video yeah. video game uh, played a lot to to for kids to know about these cars from the eighties, nineties, or early two thousands. You know, Gran Turismo. Really. It continues to be right. Yes, yeah, I think so. Yeah, I mean, I think that's how all these people that have them now, and at least in the states, it's all because of Gran Turismo, right? I mean, doesn't it seem like a lot of it. Yeah. I mean, or best motoring, you know, like that's yeah, the same thing. Things, right? Yeah. I, I think yeah. it's a, maybe a generational thing because it's, it's, it's people in their late thirties or early forties, maybe from best motoring and then people younger than that from video games. Yeah. Yeah. There's I guess some overlap in between. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Uh, we do have a few questions. We can always get back to some of the other. Yeah, yeah, it would be awesome to get if, into some uh, of this. And our rep will uh, <laughs> go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> Segway. Um, all right. So on Instagram here, we have Racing Ali who hosted you guys last night. Thank you, Ali. Yes. Uh, he says, what were each of your favorite cars at the kickoff event at range? And what were you surprised to see? So we should give backstory about the kickoff event at yes. range. Uh, so last night at range, um, Ali and I hosted, um, Bay area. Uh Hi, how's it going? Sorry, Lane, Lane, <laughs> Lane and I hosted at Ali's shop, <laughs> more like, um, a uh, 
uh, a, a car week kickoff event for Bay Area folks because the Bay Area is super Japanese car centric and there's a lot of people who are really excited about uh, Japanese cars in general and and also built by legends who don't normally go down to car week. Right. I and was so, going to say that that uh, car week is still removed from a lot of those circles. Yeah. So so one of one of our missions is to sort of close those circles together and, and have um, you know more you know, a, a, a more diverse crowd of cars at Car Week than just a bunch of European and old American cars. So one is 50 Skylines. So we didn't Very get diverse. a diverse group. <laughs> we got a different group. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but, um, but a great group. So we, we, we invited um, the NorCal Skyline Club um, and a bunch of Honda guys and a bunch of um, just Japanese car enthusiasts um, who came out last night. It looked great. Yeah, so what, uh, you know, you guys are obviously coming from Japan. Were there models there that you didn't expect to see or mm. what were your favorites? that you saw? Well, I mean, <laughs> there were a lot of Skylines, but... Uh, <laughs> it not, was mostly Skylines. Not, not, not because the event was held there, but I, I did... When I saw, you know, Ali's uh, Ford Escort, that's a nice oh, car. Yeah. That is a nice car. Yeah. And rare too. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's been worked up to a point where now you could go rally race it if you really wanted or, yeah, very cool. Mm. Um. And what about you, Clark? Was there anything that stood out? I know Richard Chen brought something new. <laughs> well, yeah. So uh, as a K car enthusiast, um, Rich Rich pulled up in a Daihatsu, and it was funny. This this Daihatsu K car pulled up, and I was like, well, "What teenager is going to jump out of this car?" Because it's it's a very youthful car. And then <laughs> Rich pulled up, it. and I was like, "Oh, perfect!" You know, uh, that's uh, so. He's had that car for like. I did the stickers for him. I recreated those stickers on the side for him. It has a sweet, very um, early 90s graphic on the side of it. I did, I did those for him like three years ago, three and a half years ago. So things just and I've never seen the car. So he just, and he just had the stickers installed like a month ago. And so, yeah. yeah, it's been around, I guess. Uh, Richard Chen also has a question, um, but I don't know if anything else stood out. I don't want to oh. cut you off or... Um, my favorite was uh, the first gen Sylvia that was there. Oh, yeah. oh my favorite car as well. Yeah. I should take back yeah. to Daihatsu. That was my favorite as well. That, that thing's yeah. it's been at uh, Morning Motors before. It's a beauty. Yeah, beautiful yeah. car. I mean, I, I have to do more research, but it doesn't look Japanese. The, the it was a, a European designer, right? Didn't yeah, they hire? Italian. I think they hired yeah, Bertone. Italian, I think huh? they hired Bertone yeah. to make that. I can't remember or design it. Yeah, that one is really, really, really cool. That's a beauty. I, I love that too because. You look at it on its on its own and you have no sense of scale. Mm-hmm. But when you put a person next to it, it's super small. Yeah, it's it tiny is. and it, yes. it's such a cool car. Yeah, they're really awesome. Yeah. And that one's a great color and everything. Yeah. Fanta- the condition looks fantastic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very cool. That's good. Uh, Richard Chen says, question for BBL. What Japanese market cars do you believe are more deserving of attention elsewhere in the world, even though they might not be so revered today? So... Maybe a car that you guys uh, hold dear and you you respect, but other parts of the world aren't uh, as informed. And it might even be something simple like a car that we never got or, you know. Or a Japanese version of a European car, maybe. Oh, that's true. Yeah, there's that. I mean, now we're starting to see a lot of centuries and crowns come over, like the luxury uh, market being appreciated here. Those are that's one thing. Uh, a lot of the vans are being appreciated. And Richard stuff. bought a Mazda. Uh, uh, what is it? Mazda Bongo Friendy. Bongo Friendy. <laughs> <laughs> Did he get one? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he awesome. bought a pop camping. top camper. Yeah. My favorite is the Homie. 
in the, in the Nissan. Is it a Nissan? I don't remember. Are you familiar with the Homie? Homie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. they're really cool. Dante's and it's not even here. <laughs> dude, I know, right? The Homie. Um, they're really interesting. You know, people look it up out there, especially like the 80s and early 90s ones. They have a quad headlight, which yeah. is super rad, really low. Very cool looking. The Rad Homie. Yeah. Um, the Rad Homies. Yeah, any like K cars that aren't appreciated? Or do you guys even like K cars or you guys hate them? We like K cars. Okay. Yeah. Okay. They have a Honda Beat. Yeah, we oh, have yeah, a Honda Oh, yeah, you guys have yeah, a Beat. We love yeah. that thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know if, if this answers the question, but I want to work on uh, the Otec Zagato Stelvio. Oh, oh very yeah. interesting. Yeah, because yeah. that's, I think that's, that car is uh, underappreciated. I think. Mm-hmm. Like, we've seen, a, we've, we've seen only one seen them. one. Two. Yeah. Two? Oh, yeah. One and, uh, and yeah, we had one in oh. Detroit. And uh, Detroit was, was Myron Vernus's. There was another one, the white one. Where did we see that one? Yeah, I think we have seen two. But yes, very cool car. It's a uh, very nice very car. unique. Yeah, it looks like cool. a dinosaur or something. Yeah. <laughs> and the, the way the mirrors are like in yeah. the fenders. In the fender. Yeah, it's very and cool. I like the, you know, the wheels. Mm-hmm. The two, two inlets. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Super cool. Um, Automotive Omnivore asks, you're doing a BBL style project, but this time it's an American car. What do you pick? GMC Typhoon. Yes. Oh, nice. <laughs> That's that a good quick. choice. That's a good That's answer. Quick. And so, yeah. So oh quick. my God, that would be so amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe with a VR or a RB. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Definitely get rid of that motor. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's interesting because that that is an excellent choice because that car is very poorly built, right? So, like, it looks really cool. They're very, and like, it's so typical of American cars, right? Especially of the 80s. I was just thinking about this because someone was talking about, you know, like the Trans Ams in the early 80s. They look amazing, like with the big fire, um, you know, right, screaming the chicken. screaming chicken on the hood, you know, the Firebird or whatever. And they look so cool, but they're pretty terrible cars, right? And you right. have to change everything but they just look great um that this is a perfect example of that um of course they were fast and everything but outside of that like to get that treatment and build a really nice interior and all of that that's a good one yeah anything come to mind wow well i don't know i mean i know people have worked on it on on these cars but i always thought the fiero looked good yeah. But good. Yeah, yeah. That's another example. Yeah, yeah. That's a perfect yeah, it example. It just didn't run. Yeah. 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 The GT, I really like the later one, the GT. That's got like, it's a little more rounded. And that, like, doing that treatment would, would be pretty cool. Yeah. Grand National came to mind, which is oh, a two door yeah. muscle course. car. Of course. 80, yeah, 80s. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And again, it's like the details, when you get up close to them, the, nothing is quite perfect. But yeah. from 20 feet away, they look. Very well, imposing. and it's a six cylinder, so it would right. do well with like doing an RV or something like that. We had that one in Atlanta. It was a two JZ swap. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Um, so someone had, and Wat, Watanabe wheels on a black GNX, but it just wasn't. It was uh, rough. Yeah, rough. yeah. But like, yeah, like a good, a, a very well executed version would be amazing. Yep. Um, let's see here. Uh, Dan Sorallo says a couple U.S.-based shops have unveiled their interpretations of an S2000 Type R. Both went forced induction, one of which was a K20C1 swap. What approach would the BBL team take to building an S2000 Type R? Hmm. So he's getting pretty specific with actual, you know, yeah. powertrains. I, I know that uh, Evasive have, you know, done it with the, the new Type R engine. Mm-hmm. And I think... I think we're going to be next to them um, this week. Uh, Jason. Close. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And 
on the same place. Yeah, yeah, they'll be at Motor Lux as well. Seeing that. Yeah, same. Yeah, I think that's that's one answer, I think, of doing it. Um, but uh, I, I've i heard from um, ex-Honda designer team guys that there was a, a rendering of a shooting brake concept back in oh, the day yeah. for S2000, mm. which was ditched. So maybe reviving something like that's that. awesome that would yeah. be it that that'd be amazing wasn't the concept like super early concept also supposed to have a five cylinder oh i don't know about yeah that. like the other i remember hearing there was supposed to be a five cylinder in the s2000 so like a out of the vigor or something like that probably based off of that but yeah they, that's what they were saying yeah so what would you call that though so it's a clown shoe in germany <laughs> <laughs> How do you say clown shoe in Japanese? I don't know. But clown is a weird word in Japanese. The uh, Z3. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. I just, I just saw that at, uh, at that restaurant. Mm. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It was behind me yeah, when I left. Yeah. So that's what you would be making as a Honda clown yeah, shoe. That'd be good. I like that. Yeah, but he's wondering, yeah, in the Japanese version of clown shoe, but I, I can't think of like <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> what that would be? Remember would it be that, a remember that uh, RX seven shooting break at Radwood NorCal? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. There was, was a guy. Crazy. So yeah, it was FD. FD. Yeah, he had the. It was nice. very rare. Was it a Gretty? Was that yeah, the Gretty hatchback? It was Gretty, yeah. yeah, right. Yeah. yeah, he he had the Gretty setup. He had the Gretty wheels of the era that looked kind of like like a rotor. Like it was all Gretty'd out. It looked amazing. We I think we gave it Radist uh, import. Yeah, right? I think yeah. so. Yeah, yeah. Yep. It, it could a lot fun. of people thought it was hit. They were like, "Oh, that thing is disgusting." It was so cool. I thought it was cool. Yeah, I also love the removable shooting brake back half of the Mighty Boys. And how it can become like a mini pickup truck, oh, or it can be cool. sort of like a shooting brake style right, yes. car. I like that. Are you requesting an S2000 truck? Is that right? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> uh, Andrew 4G63 says, would Built by Legends ever do work on Mitsubishis? The old Mines Lancer Evos were awesome. I'd love to see a BBL Mighty Max. Do you know what a Mighty Max is? No, I don't think. I don't <laughs> think. That, no, that's no way that exists. So American. I know. What, I what just is a figured, Mighty Max. Mighty Max is just the the last Mitsubishi pickup truck they built. A really simple, like four cylinder, basic, basic truck. Uh, 1995 was the last one here in the, Uni and in the United. And Warren States. used to have one. I used to have one. It's oh, really? Like a smaller basic. Nissan Hardbody. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's smaller than a Hardbody. You know, it's just a really. Basic it's a truck. truck. Is it? Does truck, it look anything like a Pajero or? No, it's very oh. square, very, very simple. It's a pickup truck designed with a ruler. <laughs> you know, it's like <laughs> straight edge. Yeah. But um, yeah, so what do you think of Mitsubishi's? Uh, I personally want to do uh, Evo 5 or 6 with nice. mines, but uh, I've been requesting that to mines, but uh, um, not succeeding. Mm. Yeah, the uh, we've been actually talking to mines about uh, a, a possible project with an Evo, but... Yeah, they're they're just too busy building RBs, you know. Which is true. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, they've almost become like specialized in that, right? Yeah, um, they yeah, because um, Dino, uh, I don't know, probably like a year ago, I don't even remember. He sent me a picture, and it was like a room full of RBs. Um, oh, yeah. And, and, uh, we were there. Yeah. Oh, you were there. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, it was, it was, they're just like a factory for mm -hmm. doing, and, and, uh, they get brand new blocks. Right. And then start from scratch. It's, it's getting very difficult to get a, a brand new block. Because but, mines yes. is taking all of them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They, they are consistently building. Yeah. 
a friend of ours last night that was at the the uh, thing at range. He was saying that Evo six and like sixes, like Tommy Mackinans and stuff, they have like a some problem like that they're really hard to keep running these days because mm-hmm. of some like weak bearings and stuff like that, and they basically need to be like retooled, but no one's doing it. So he said, he said he said he will never buy one because of that. Um, he has an Evo eight. Is he Evo nines? Eric. Mm. He has Evo nines or eights. Nine. But he has yeah two mm-hmm. nines. Mm-hmm. But anyways, it sounds like there's a, there's huh. a market. I, for, I wonder what it is for those. A better, yeah, yeah. Because they all use the four G sixty three, right? So I mean, it might be yeah. some drive train thing, drive train thing, a, tra- yeah. a transfer case thing, maybe. I think oh. it is a transfer case thing. Okay. Yeah. Ofuks nine eleven says, "Is an AE eighty six the most fun Corolla to drive?" It's kind of hard to beat, right? <laughs> I haven't driven <laughs> the new the new one. Though. The new one is more fun. Oh, I haven't driven the new one. Yeah, you're talking about the the the. Uh, the GR? GR. Yeah. I've only driven a base model 89 Corolla. <laughs> it was not that fun. <laughs> well, I mean, it's, well, the the new GR and Corolla, which none of us have driven at this point, maybe you have, but um, it's a totally different thing, right? Yeah, Where it's like, it's like modern. right. Yeah. So the 86 is like, it's so simple, right? And it's just a very basic formula. And um, I always equate them. I tell people that it's like a Lotus seven with a body on it. You know, it's got the McPherson front, live rear axle, dual overhead cam, like, you know, simple little high revving four cylinder, great direct rack and pinion steering. And that's it. It's so, it's so simple, right? There's really nothing to the car. Um, and, and it's like the epitome. It's a perfect example of slow car fast as you call it. Right. Yeah. Cause you always have to be at the red right. line. Um, and so they're very fun. Whereas like, I feel like a, a modern Corolla GR is going to be way, so capable yeah, and, yeah. and, and more higher, insulated too. Right. Yeah, like, way higher cause limits. that's the thing with the 86 is that the doors are that thick, yeah. right? They're like, everything's so thin. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you can hear everything. Yeah. Yeah. Are those more common in Japan? Like on the used market? I mean, they're very, yeah. they're I mean, pretty they're rare still here. Around. They're still around. Yeah. yeah, here they're very, very rare. Yeah, and they're, if you find yeah. them, they're beaten. Yeah, yeah, they're valuable here too. I mean, a, a good car, like a nice car with no rust is like $30,000 here. I don't know how it is in Japan, but. It's but here in the US, US, it was an 80, 85, right? No, we, we got the 4AG. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's just, it, it didn't, I think the difference was that we didn't get, I think we didn't get the map sensor. It was like a MAF sensor on it instead. It was the flappy one. Um, but but it's essentially the same engine. Uh, we, we did get the SR5 with the 4AC, which was just the single overhead cam engine. Um, but a lot, I mean, but everything's so available, you know, most of, most of them have the 20 valves in them now and, or they do the high compression setup and all that. Yeah. I really, really like them. I've had two of them and I keep thinking I want to go back to one. It's just, I mean, I, ha- I don't have a place for it. You know, like, I mean, as you know, I'm building the E30, we we're talking about it earlier. Um, I think if I move on from the E30, I'm going to replace it with an A86. I think that's the plan. How well, rusty well, were the very, they're very rusty. Yeah. That's the problem. I, um, well, the first one was okay, but the second one I had, you know, you, you look at it, it looks fine. Right. But then, um, I started to notice a little bit of rust popping up around the windshield and then I, like I was hitting it and I saw that it was Bondo and then I chipped a little bit and it was rust down into the firewall. And I'm like, this is not fixable. <laughs> you know, like it's way too much money. Yeah. Well, so, yeah. so I'm going to ask a question, uh, a listener question. Yeah. Um, this sort of segues built by legends so far has done, um, has focused on cars, um, sort of the cars that you wanted to have in period, but, but you know, it didn't would built by legends do a modern car with the same formula. 
I'm getting a face. I, <laughs> <laughs> I can't think of uh, yeah. doing a modern car. That makes yeah. sense. I mean, it's kind of like asking Singer if they would do a modern 911, right? Well, a lot of these, a lot of the legends that you are you are you are now working with in period were working on modern contemporary cars. Right. So now they're vintage for us, but you know, in the and 90s they were new cars. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I I wouldn't want you know if I would if I had a you know a plenty amount of cash now to to buy a car i wouldn't buy a modern car i think i'll go for a radwood era car mm-hmm. i think so that's that's how we yeah it's an emotional thing right yeah. it's a that's yeah. it's a there's history it's, there's the nostalgia character and yeah 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 so i mean are you actually uh, speaking of that um is that sort of like your ethos do you guys prefer more of an analog experience versus a more like oh, definitely yeah Yes. I mean, mine's works on, you know, R35s, spoons, building parts for the FK8, of course, CL5. So they work on modern cars. But yeah, I don't think we would go that route. Oh, and with your builds, so you guys have the R32 and the R33 here right now. Um, Are those specific customer builds or did you guys build them with like all creative you know were you guys able to make all the decisions or were they were they like designed with a customer in mind the first car the 32 Mm -hmm. is all us okay but it's already a customer car it's already sold but okay the second car was a commissioned car so we already have had a customer that Uh wanted that livery gotcha yeah it was a bespoke project yeah and he had an idea of like Doing yes. the green interior to match. All yeah, that. Well, I mean, you know, we or you we, guys, you guys, we gave them the proposals, you know, the the drafting well, and all yeah. that. But yeah, we did. Cool. Here is requests and uh-huh. and the customer was there last night, right at the end. Yes. Oh, really? Yes. Oh, yes. that's cool. So yeah, I mean, that's actually a, a, an interesting concept, though. Like, so is the minds and slash like BBL philosophy that you give them free free reign to do whatever they want, or do you keep them within a certain kind of like like you know uh, parameter or yeah yeah exactly like how what does that look like like if they wanted to put the mines logo in rhinestones like i need you i need your style <laughs> like yeah exactly would so you like, allow that because i mean for example like you know our friend um lee keen who builds the safari 911s yeah. he's very strict about like what he will allow to be done and so for the most part he will say like mm. i will not let you do this this or i won't let you change these things i'm gonna do it you can choose materials, you can choose colors, but the mirrors have to be this. This is this. Is that like similar to what you guys do? We or? don't want to be too strict or too mean to the customers, mm-hmm. but we do have our like a default setting mm-hmm. that we kind of present initially yeah. and, you know, maybe work from there. Yeah. So. And I'm sure you don't want to produce something that you're not proud of, right? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And I think one of the things that, that the reason people come to you and not perhaps directly to one of the tuning shops is you have an aesthetic sensibility that is unique and is, is yours. And that's why people want to work with you. So if they want right. rhinestones, they're not going to go to you. They're going to go to somebody else. <laughs> yeah. I know who you're talking about, by the way, with those rhinestones. It's an I, Italian car. It is. It's, it's one of my guilty pleasures actually. <laughs> yeah, I know it's, yeah, that's a whole other conversation. Another question here. Um, this is from Explosaurus. He says, will anyone ever reproduce the OEM seat fabric for the R32 GTRs? How do you restore these seats without it? The seat, the fabric yeah. for the seats. The 32, I think, is really difficult, I think. 
Yeah. Yeah. Because the, the upholstery guys that we work with, they are uh, uh, ex-Honda designer. Designers mm-hmm. for a Honda Motor Company. Yeah. So they, they can reproduce any Honda um, fabric because they, they were making it. They know the oh, manufacturer. They know the <laughs> yeah, manufacturer. Yeah, yeah. And they, they know Supplier. what machines they were using back then. Yeah. Um, but for, for Nissan's, uh, if you want the, the same fabric reproduced, um, I think it would be hard for, to do that right now right. with us. That's why those seats are so valuable. Like I have stock seats in my R33 and those are very valuable now because everybody took them out and put, you know, aftermarket seats. And so they're hard to find. And uh, mine actually, speaking of fabric, (laughs) the driver's side has a little cigarette burn right between the legs. And like, I'm like, I'll never be able to fix that. You know, it's a (laughs) 90s JDM car. Yeah. 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 Yeah, There was a joke um, back in the day that like, um, you know, when I yeah, I was a big into JDM cars. We used to say we'd like to import all the Japanese parts, right? So even if it's a cigarette, um, sorry, not the cigarette lighter, the, the ashtray, we would get a JDM ashtray because it would smell like JDM cigarettes, you know, because you had to have all the JDM stuff. <laughs> Mild seven. Mild seven, yeah. Uh, Kellen Patler asks, we often drool over JDM cars we can't get here in the U.S. Are there USDM cars the BBL team drools over that aren't available in Japan? Hmm. Any yeah, U.S. So I don't think he's saying that it has to be built in the U.S., but a model that is only offered here that you uh, like. <laughs> Does well, anyone put Acura badges on like Honda and a lot of people there? do? And oh, so, okay. So that's that's it's it's really interesting because you know people in the U.S. would go JDM and yeah. then mm-hmm. and then in, back in Japan people go mm-hmm. USDM. Well, yeah, your friend all the badging and Hirosan with his. Uh, Element. Element. Yeah. Has done a lot of J- uh, USDM. USDM, yeah. Conversion to the element. Interesting. Yeah. It's a very rad element. Ah. It, it is insane to me, though, because, um, uh, you know, speaking of A86s, people will put the US bumpers on Japanese cars, yeah. and they're so ugly compared yeah. to the JDM bumpers. It's that forbidden yeah, fruit. Right? It's exactly yeah. that. And especially the rear, it like has the, it, it's yeah. gigantic yeah. and it sags, yeah. and it's like this big yeah. old thing. And I've seen full, like, USDM spec conversions where they put the, the uh, the Corolla GTS on the side because in Japan it's a you know a Treno or a whatever it could be a different thing right and um, yeah like that's definitely a thing I, I've yeah, seen I it think that happens with uh, old Hondas as well in Japan okay DM yeah, yeah like like uh, 80s and 90s Hondas or <laughs> the, they get the Integra the, lights yeah, yeah. They, they they change the color oh man lights. the headlights yeah. oh that's horrible because the the J- JDM ones are one piece they're yeah, really yeah, nice yeah. and then they put the broken up ones yeah. it's just yeah it's it makes sense. Yeah, people just want what they what is different, right? Yeah. Any any U.S. cars that you um, think about? I like the Tacoma. No. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's a Toyota, but it's a U.S. Toyota. Right. right? Mm-hmm. Do you yeah. see them in Japan? Do people import Sometimes. them? Sometimes. Yeah. But it's but huge in Japan. Very huge. When you see that. Oh, a big yeah. car. Yeah. Big. Yeah. yeah. Big, yeah. yeah. Big in car. terms of like truck, I guess the Sequoia. We never get the Sequoia. Yeah. Mm. Back in Japan. So. And never a Tundra, right? I have a Tundra. Outside, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yes. not tundra. That's too a big, big car. Too big, That's, too big. I've yeah. seen uh, in Japan. It's a there's a weird like subculture uh, for like Chevy vans, like Chevrolet vans, and uh, like you know that sort of thing. Like like the 
I, I guess, what do you call them? Like the, what are those called? The conversion vans? The safari? Yeah. The, yeah, conversion vans. Like, yeah, those. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, so they have like all the stuff inside where like the captain's chairs in the back and all that. And so those, like up until the early 90s, and there are dealerships that just sell those that I've seen so in Japan. Funny. Really? Yeah, I've yeah. Some, there's some of those uh, big 80s uh, Cadillacs. Oh, there's okay. There's some of those. Mm, I've just seen some. Just as a novelty again, right? Like something different. Social media. Um. Let's see. Matt Chewers asks, dream two gay uh, build and dream 90s Wangan build, chassis and engine, <laughs> et cetera. So, uh, oh, Toge. You mean Toge? Toge. Well, yeah, sorry, Toge. Yeah, sorry, yeah. Toge. Uh, <laughs> Toge. Uh, so, what's your dream Toge build? Ooh. And then we can do dream 90s. What is one gone? Maybe an S2000 that you don't yeah. crash or? <laughs> yeah, I was about to say S2000. Yeah. Yeah, S2000 for the Toge, I think. Really? Yeah. And then maybe a Supra for one gone. Huh? Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Mark four. Is one gone more of like an open? High speed. Yeah, high, high speed. speed. Okay, yeah. yeah. Yeah, makes sense. Oof. I like it. What about you? Wow. But you know, although I used to only drive really on the on the Stoko, the, the highways back there. But in my era, when you go to the mountain roads, it was like it wasn't the Evo; it was the Lancer Evo, the the original ones. Right. Okay, so seventies so ones. Yeah, the seventy yeah, yeah. ones. The boxy. Yeah, boxy ones. Those are cool. Those were cool cars. I still think they look cool. So you want that as your toge car? Yeah, yeah. Interesting. That might be the answer to um, unappreciated cars. Like yeah, that are from the there. You know that we don't really know about. Like, I don't know non if any non like a seventies oh, Lancer. Right. Yeah, I mean, when is that ever yeah. in the discussion of anyone getting a car never. ever here? Yeah. yeah. Never. I know that this is uh, this is terrible podcast uh, material, but you would appreciate this car that I saw in Japan. Um, there was a, I was just walking down in Odaiba and there was like a Lancer meet of this era. So it was all early seventies Lancers. Uh, and, and I, I, at the time, as you said, I didn't, I mean, as Lane is saying, I had never seen one. I didn't even know what it was. Right. And I had to walk up to it and they had like rally versions and all kinds of stuff, you know? So yeah, that is a good one that we never the really got to The front see. end of this car? Yeah. What is that? Oh, that's a Datsun. Oh, that's a Datsun. Yeah. Okay. It looks a lot like a Mark one Escort. Yeah, the, what it's the front end. But, uh, yeah. Interesting. Oh, what about? Oh, did you have a Wangan car? No, not a Wangan. I guess the Supra. Yes, the Supra as well. Yeah, I mean, well, that's the that's go-to. Always right? on on our mind. Yeah. Oh, yeah. for a potential future. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. I mean, people are willing to pay a lot of money for them, <laughs> so it's a good market. Yeah. Yeah. You know, we we want to work with um, Powerhouse and Muse. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. You know, as you know. As you may know, they're, they're out of uh, business. So they're yeah, they're, they're found anymore. to passed away. You know, yeah, a long time. We ago. were kind of close with yes. the, the founder of, the, mm. of that. Too, we though. we used to, we used to distribute their parts back mm. twenty years ago. Mm. Their uh, R one Titan exhaust. Oh, okay. That's awesome. I can see that being a, a successful um, project just again, because there's so much um, passion and enthusiasm, enthusiasm for that generation of car. And um, I know without naming specific people, everybody knows there's one guy, something about smoke or something like that. <laughs> um, and he's associated with like those high speed cars. Right. But I mean, there's a lot of opportunity there. I think. Mm. Yeah. Uh, Ditto's dad has another BBL question here. Aside from being a Honda, what other differences are you finding with the build process 
on the Civic EG6 compared to the GTR? Are you building EG6s? That's a great question, I think. Yes, yes, we are. We okay. are building. We are still be building an EG6. We've actually started on an EK as well. Uh, the difference. Hmm. I mean, I know there's certain things where you, you get the tricks of each manufacturer when you're taking things apart. You kind of know where the 10 millimeter bolt's going to be, th those kind of things. Yeah, this mm -hmm. is an obvious one, but uh, the, the parts for the OEM parts for the Skyline is much more expensive okay. than the Civic. That, that makes yeah. sense. Yeah, I could see that. Are they equally accessible? Is similar, like uh, discontinued parts or, you know, can you, is one manufacturer? Honda is more accessible. Mm -hmm. okay. You think? I think so. Because even for the EG? Oh, maybe not for the EG. But we could still get you know, like you know new headlights and stuff. Oh, right. True. Mm. True. You should get the USDM ones. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Those are around. And then what about quality of parts? But yeah, but working on the EG is let's say on the EG, we have to do a lot more work on the chassis. Yeah. Uh, because it wasn't meant to be driven with so much power or or uh, to a certain extent mm -hmm. whereas the gtr was it was designed meant, right. to be a fairly powerful car More robust sturdier yeah. starting point yeah that makes sense the car you let me drive um um felt like my old uh, crx race car which had at that same it didn't have an interior in it yet my crx didn't have an interior um it felt light and sharp and responsive and really fun and it's very much my taste um but it did not have because it was also a development car so it was half you know, it was half half built it didn't have the sort of the weight and the presence of the nissans that feel more similar to a european car and that honda feels more similar to a go-kart mm -hmm. yeah i mean it, it is still in development stage when you when you drove it and but but the the chassis work that we've been doing on the EG uh, was really how should I say um, we were we were successful in making the the platform stiff, but oh, it's okay. it's a matter of setting up the the other parts suspension, etc. Mm. Yeah, that's very interesting. I mean that, that's that concept though. Again, it's it's sort of applying. It's a generational thing, right? Nostalgia again, right? And so you have a group of people who grew up like with a very basic version, whatever they could afford to build at the time, right? When they were 20 years old or something and now established group of people who want the ultimate version of that, right? And so that's what you guys are doing. Is it all NA as well or? It is, yep. yes. Oh, awesome. B-series? B-series. Yeah. Oh, very cool. Wow. Or, uh, why, why does Clark get to drive it? Can I get to drive it? <laughs> Come to Japan. Let's go to Japan. When was the last time you were in Japan, Art? Oh, man, it's been a while. Like yeah. seven years, maybe? Oh. Yeah, it's or been too to long. Back. Yeah, it's been too long. Yeah. Uh, Tokyo Random Car asks, if you had to swap engines between a European and JDM car to ensure they were both still great performing cars after the swaps, what two cars would you pick? For example, swapping a 2JZ into an E46 M3 and the S54 into that Supra. This is a tough question on oh, the spot. Because um, it's same for same. Look at that exact car. Huh? Right. Like swapping, like would you take a... I um, mean, that's a pretty good one, right? That's there. pretty good. How about, how about a WRX and a 
Cayman. <laughs> you know, I'm thinking flat sixes. Flat yeah, four, or flat four flat into four. a new Cayman, yeah, like flat a, four. the base model one or something, the Turbo Four. I don't think that would be yeah. an improvement for the the Porsche, though. Yeah, it's a tricky question. I don't know, I expect. I'm thinking, what do we want to put an LS in and get it out of like a like a C5 Z06, right? Like oh. pull it out of there, and what do we want to put that into? Well, yeah. there was somebody with an LS swapped uh, R30. Two yeah. last night. Yeah, the yeah. four door Whoa. one, right? Four door, yeah. Oh, so rear wheel drive. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. So that that's your that's your two yeah. piece. Does it have to be Japanese? In the question? No. Yeah. Oh, it does. Oh, it does. Well, one yeah, has to Japanese. be Japanese. JDM to Euro. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, Euro. I, I have oh, yeah, so no LS. I would do R thirty five to uh, E ninety two M three. Oh. Oh, interesting. I like yeah. it. Okay. okay. Yeah, yeah, that Maybe works. Maybe a yeah. VA R thirty five. Yeah, that'd be cool. interesting. Yeah. How about an R33 to a Pontiac GTO because they kind of look alike, right? Yeah. And then you swap the engines. Yeah. Pontiac GTO. Oh, you're talking about the LS uh, early 2000s yeah, one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Reese Millen GTO. Yeah. 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 I'm trying drift, to th- drift car. I'm trying to think of a way to get the, the V12 out of uh, Century mm. and into something <laughs> in the Euro... <laughs> sure what it would well, be though any, what about any like big a, v8 like so any right v8 coupe well how about an 850 csi or something go. like there that you go. Right? um yeah. it's unfortunate for the century is going to get the problematic motor and then you'll right. get the I want, or, or equal <laughs> length headers yeah. v12 bmw v12 for century v12 there you go yeah yeah that's it yeah that's it um well that's pretty much it for questions i think uh Oh, plug-in hybrid is asking why isn't there a singer for the Ferrari 360? Mm. Which I kind of like this idea. Uh, there's, it's very. Um, I could see doing like a really simple kind of high-quality build on those cars, but they are pretty modern. To but start I, can, with. I also Ferrari traditionally, Ferrari owners wouldn't be very into that. Right, you're not a market for it. Yeah, but all the switch gear that you had to deal with. Imagine making like really nice. For sure, yeah. Know, the interior, getting rid of all that, um, that tar, stickies, sticky yeah. plastic yeah. stuff. Yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah. Well, and then they also have those big silver, those door panels that are just like silver aluminum. Like yep. they're really junky, kind of like yep. fixing yeah. that. Yeah, like yeah. maybe wrapping those in Alcantara leather and kind of doing and stuff then like fixing that. the headlights. Yeah, the headlights are so bad, right? <laughs> yeah. A yellow car, the way they're yellow, and yeah, you need to do something, right? Yeah. Black them out or something? I don't know. Whole yeah. new design. Yeah. 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 They really, really suck. Yeah. I mean, I think the. That's why the like, silver cars look good. Or which ones? I like good? dark. Like well, a, our like black a, cars look yeah, good. Yeah. Like a, like a navy blue or something like that. Yeah. 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 Red doesn't look great because of the headlights. So. Well, so this this reminded me, the talk of the Ferrari reminded me that I think that. that and the originality of that Ferrari owners have historically sought. I think there's, we're beginning to see a small shift with uh, sort of the, the bellwether is the um, F40s being painted anything other than red. Mm-hmm. And so all of a sudden, a handful of F40s have, have appeared, starting with the green one. Green. Um, and there's, you know, pink and white and yeah, there's a, a few black other. one, yeah. And so I think that, and so simultaneously, there's been a resurgence in interest because of video games of the silhouette race cars oh sweet from nissan right um and so it seems like we're at a point where there's beginning to be a shift from a focus on originality to a focus on customization and in japan customization has never gone out of style and so um 
how do you see your customers like thinking about originality versus customization and like how much to stand out versus appear stock? That's a good question. Mm. But I think a, a lot of the, at least on the GTR side, um, a, lot, a, a lot of the owners still like the originality or they, they prefer the, the original look or original parts versus uh, maybe, maybe the Honda guys are more, more uh, flexible. Mm. Because one of the things that, that I really enjoy about going to sort of casual car meetups in Japan are, is that there seems to be much less, there's more, it's more irreverent. You know, the Lambo guys will put crazy stuff on the Lambos and you know, there's, there's all, there's personal touches everywhere. And so I think that, I mean, what, what you guys are doing with your car, with your cars, with the, like as a silhouette appearing stock, but then all of the little details being, you know, being customized perhaps represents this sort of transition or middle ground space between, you know, preservation and customization. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think mm. since the Japanese tuna cars are really, you know, um, kind of, uh, like, uh, flashy, flashy. Mm -hmm tend to be flashy. Since we're old, yeah. we want everything to be subtle. Yeah, yeah. So that's why our cars are really subtle. And you're kind of like picking, you're picking and choosing the most subtle, best parts from looking at it 20 years later and being yeah. like, that was the best stuff from that time. So let's do that. Let's yeah. do that. Like, yeah. yeah, you're kind of picking and choosing the best stuff from that era and being yeah. period so correct still. But it's like, it's like the perfect, it's like the perfect example of OEM plus, right? But like taking it to a whole other level, yes. like improving every single thing, but yep. keeping it, you're trying to preserve the overall shape, yes. the overall integrity of like what the car design was and all of yep. that, right? So I think it's a good time maybe to transition to that specific, right? So you, you mentioned um, the R32 was your first car that you guys yep. put together. So um, yeah, like how did that come to be? And, and um I would love to know more about the car itself. Yeah, like what did you guys change and how it all happened? And I'm curious why you chose that. Why Skylines? Why GTRs? They're complex cars. Yeah, yeah. well, for us, that's like the most iconic um, Japanese performance car because mm -hmm. we lived that era. Mm -hmm. I, was, uh, I was in high school um, when that car came out and he was... I was he's on older. the Shutoko getting burned by the R32 <laughs> on, on my 180. So he was all the, he's all about the elevated highway racing, yeah. see? which, yeah. So, yeah, to me, that car is like a hero car, the, the ultimate hero car. The legend. And the legend, yeah. And, and also mines, the, the mines R32 that they had built back then was, I mean, we've seen pictures, but we... We never, we've never seen videos of it. There's like, even Mines doesn't have too many pictures. It's right. difficult to find pictures of that car. Huh. And we, we wanted to see it. Yeah. You know, we wanted to see how it would look. Mm. That's cool. Yeah. So what, what is it? I mean, from my understanding, it's, you guys start as like a, like a full on bare shell restoration, right? So you get it down to the nut and bolt. Yes. At Garage Yoshida, everything's dis disassembled and uh, reinforced, restored, then repainted. 
a lot of spot welding, a lot, a lot of, of spot welding, some over new sheet metal, thousand spot welding. Wow. Wow. So yeah, in the was there any spot welding on the R32? Yes. Oh, there was. Yeah. Yes. So they did do some, and yeah. then yeah. But it's uh, more than double. Oh wow. Yeah, we more than double it at Garage Yoshida. What is uh, something that, to the untrained eye, you wouldn't notice about your work on the car that you're proud of? You know, something that's maybe subtle but takes time to really mm. accomplish. Uh, for the 33 and 34, uh, Garage Yoshida have developed a new strut tub panel. They re-engineered it. Wow, the whole panel. The whole panel. So they they uh, invested in tooling for that, and they use uh, stronger steel, high-strength steel that wasn't available back then. Mm. So it's more stronger and lighter, and... You need special equipment to, you know, really weld it onto the car. So, in Japan, you know, you need you need a certified, uh, you know, factory to to have that done. But at Garage Yoshida, of course, it's done properly. Mm. And yeah, that's that's the kind of um, hidden, yeah, engineering. Yeah, well, well, once day. the car is assembled, you really can't tell. I was gonna say, yeah, yeah that's not something you would go. Clearly, that's because mm. you. you you hide it, you conceal it to look yeah. as if it wasn't and ever done. Yeah, that's the part, well, the, the reason why Yoshida-san uh, re-engineered that part mm -hmm. is because it gets the most uh, rust mm -hmm. on sure. it. Yeah, isn't there like a pocket? It's kind of like a little area where moisture gathers yeah. and stuff. Well, yeah. They didn't seal it yeah, okay. on the underneath. Yeah. So yeah. I'm sorry to tell you. I know, I know, car. I know. On your uh, car, Nick was already like, yeah, he, he was rust. tapping it around and everything. Yeah. yeah, it's a very common thing. Yeah. It's like E9s, right? They do the same yeah. thing. They like rust from the inside out. Yeah. From, yeah. from, the, the, from yeah. the tire well. Yeah. yeah. They didn't seal it. Yeah. My favorite thing about the 32 is the textile that you developed on the interior. I'm super, oh, I'm a textile nerd to begin with, but. Right, that should be said. Um, <laughs> but, wearing a Hawaiian shirt. <laughs> yeah, it's a, yeah, a cotton poly. Uh, Did you talk to Gordon Murray about his uh, Hawaiian shirt collection? I didn't talk to him because he's too busy oh. being swarmed by autograph seekers. Dude, but if, if he knew you were a Hawaiian shirt enthusiast, he would have talked to you. Perhaps, <laughs> I was wearing it when I was there. He, we did not make eye contact. Yeah. Um, but, but the, um, so when you told me about the, uh, the factory that that you partnered with to develop it and what else they make fabric for and some of the nuances between your fabric yeah. and the other applications yeah, yeah yeah so so we were when we were thinking about like what kind of fabric we want to have you know reupholstered on the seats of our car we immediately immediately thought uh fabric on the uh the bullet train mm. is something that we are proud of because we use the bullet train all the time sure. and the you know the seat fabric and the design on it is really cool so initially we thought of you know we we can track down who makes the fabric for the bullet train and then just use use that fabric on our seats mm -hmm. but uh when we tracked down the the company uh they turned out to be a company that uh makes the fabric for the bullet train but also done all sorts of automotive fabric back in the 90s, mm -hmm. including the, the original Celsior. 
Oh, okay. Yeah, which had the, <laughs> you know, super luxurious wool seats. Mm-hmm. I, I love that. Yeah. So, Century still does that, right? The Century trip. still does that, yeah. yeah. So when we talked to those guys, they recommended us doing the Moquette mm-hmm. because none of the new cars use Moquette because it's too expensive. Moquette and fabric. Moquette fabric. It's like a velvety feeling. It's sure. the 90s. Every 90s car Before, had this. Yeah. 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 And... You know, um, the advantages of uh, the bullet train fabric is very thin and very lightweight and very uh, strong, but it's not luxurious enough mm. for, for our car. And then it won't grip as good as uh, compared to Moquette. So, oh, I see. Yeah, the, yeah, the fabric guy um, recommends us using Moquette. So that's why... Our seats are Moquette, and it has our original design of the Mount Fuji. Oh, that's cool! Very cool. Yeah, it was interesting. It was it was great that when we spoke to the manufacturer and about the project, uh, and we told them that we wanted to do, you know, uh, we wanted to correctly restore and build this car, and be period correct about it. Mm. Uh, In 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 most ways, of course. I mean, some parts we modernize it, so sure. it's not exactly period correct. Yeah. But as far as fabric goes, you want it to be there. Yeah. And he was very cool about, you know, making, usually when they make fabric for, you know, auto manufacturers, it's like, I don't know, 10,000 meters, one roll or whatever. But yeah, they were cool about uh, us requesting them to make fabric for 10, 20 cars. Oh, cool. That's awesome. Or were they enthusiasts? Like, did they know what you were doing or? They're not car enthusiasts. No, no. But they're fabric enthusiasts. Yes, yes. (laughs) yes. And they made on period correct machinery. You were were describing the punch card. Oh, it's all, yeah, um, it was exactly how it been. Wasn't there some supplier that was making kimono fabric that you got a hold of? Yeah, so so I I have a a friend in Kyoto that's family has been making kimono fabric for like 175, 200 years, um, but they do um, uh, printing on silk, which is, I've talked to him about doing it as, an, as in a car interior. He says it's too fragile. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> and the sun too, right? Like the sun would just yeah. bake it. He's like apparel all day long. He actually um, collaborated with um, Team Ikuzawa on the new oh, apparel line that nice. they released. Awesome. He, he developed those textiles. Oh, I see. Mm. Very cool. That's so cool. The, the cars that you're built obviously incorporate a lot of your ideas, but you have to make some compromises for certain reasons, customers, whatever it might be. What's an idea that you still hope to add to a Skyline or something like extreme, like a Roadster or, you know, something Mm. like that we haven't even seen yet. Is there anything like that on your, your bucket list, so to speak? Mm. Or some idea, like maybe it's a, a crazy, you know, period body kit that doesn't exist any longer and you could recreate it out of carbon or I'm, I'm, I'm just uh, spitballing, spitballing here. Yeah. Anything I want wild? to add, uh, you know, the, uh, the exhaust uh, open close. Oh, the cutout? Or yes. the cutout. Yeah. Yeah. But like an active exhaust yeah. or yeah. Yeah. Or adaptive damper control. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Yes. I would like to do that. That'd That's cool. Mm-hmm. Like modern, yeah, like those are hidden features mm-hmm. that are modern, modern, but you wouldn't, they don't stand out. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And if, if you're used to a modern performance car, mm-hmm. it's what you use every day. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Right. Yep. right. That's not on the 
Radwood era cars. No, no, no. Yeah, <laughs> valve yeah. exhaust. Valve, valve exhaust. Yeah. 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 So you have that character when you want it, but then if you're driving into your neighborhood, you yeah. want to be quiet. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. That makes Especially sense. Especially in Japan. Where it's yeah. Dense. Yeah. Yeah. I can totally see that. I live on a hill, so <laughs> getting in the neighbors. So you guys have both the cars, the GTR, the R32 and R33 here now. And then are you guys also have to do with this, the Spoon R, uh, S660 as well? Oh, that's... Uh, or that's, is that... That's a... That's a different project. Okay. We're, okay. Not, we're not part of. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. And then... So th- there's a bit of a circular situation. Um, they introduced me to Jomoto... Uh, mm-hmm. of, of Spoon, of Spoon, and um, I had Spoon, as we, we've talked about in previous podcasts, um, modify my N1, mm-hmm. and um, and so um, when Spoon was sending this S660 to the United States for some development work with some of their partners, um, Jomoto, and I schemed to bring it here for Car Week to show it off because it's already in the United States and it's temporarily in the United States, so it's a chance to Perfect. give the. Uh, the American world, a peak. I yeah, really, cool. really like those cars. Yeah. Uh, and of course, a big deal right now because your guys' car is on the cover of Road and Track magazine. The R33, right? Yeah. Yes. yeah I just yes. read the article. Uh, yeah, it's, it was great. Yeah. Yeah. Fantastic. I, great photography, too. I was just thinking about this on the drive down right now, and I didn't. Mm-hmm. I never made this connection because I have an R33. It's always been my personal favorite, like, you know, when even when everybody hated them. Mm-hmm. And I think the R33 has gone through the same uh, process as the 964, where the 964 for a long time was the least desirable. It was like, oh, it's like trying to be modern, but it's still old school. It kind of like, it's sort of in between, you know, like it's like not the old G body and it's yeah, not the modern. Yeah, people didn't like the bumpers. They're like, they just like put plastic over the old ones. Yeah, yeah. And, and yeah. so, and and now it's like the most desirable and the one that everybody wants. And all of a sudden, like R33 GTRs in particular are like very sought after and like people are understanding like what they're about. And, and I know it has to do with like history, right? Like the R32 has all the racing heritage and it was yep. the lightweight focus car and then this thing came along it was faster it was better but but it was heavier and it was a little more insulated right than the early car and but it's funny to see how like that's that change has happened in the last few years Mm -hmm. and you guys have obviously chosen that as a chassis um do you feel that you're gonna get as much demand for the r33 as the r32 um now that we're working on the 34 so if we had to make uh, that comparison with the three, I think the R34 is the, you know, best, the most demanded. Yep. That's still, um, yeah, that is the one yeah. that everybody has liked, yeah, right? Again, because of Gran Turismo. Yeah. <laughs> so, and then I think it's the R32 and then the 33. So still, you still see that? I yep. still see that. Maybe especially because we're in Japan, mm-hmm. maybe. But uh, yeah, it's, uh, yeah, I mean, the the car is even rare in Japan. I mean, really, the thirty yes, threes, the thirty threes, yeah. yes, very rare. But that's why we wanted to build it with an R thirty three. Yeah, interesting. I'm curious. Yeah, I guess like later on down the line, where your market is, right? Like if you start to see more demand for the R thirty three here versus Japan or vice versa, like because uh, um, yeah, all of a sudden, like 
I mean, as I mentioned, just, just today I was driving down here, I stopped to get gas and a kid was in like a civic or something. And he must've been like 19 years old and he was so excited about my car. And, uh, and I just assume, you know, like he probably thinks it's an R34 or something like the ones that everybody like, you know, like from the anime or whatever, but no, he was, he knew exactly what the R33 nice. was. He told me he played it in need for speed. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, he, he was all about it. And it's just, it's so funny how that's, how that's happening now. I think the the shape of it is uh the most appealing it's very pretty yeah it's more it's it's more yeah, yeah. it's it's a more beautiful car right beautiful yeah yeah versus yeah the r34 is more aggressive and sharper and the r32 is more focused simpler but more performance kind of yeah like it doesn't it's, have those lines it's always thought as the biggest gtr skyline mm-hmm. but if you compare to the performance car nowadays yeah uh, yeah pretty small yeah Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm curious actually about like speaking of the R33. So what are the differences between, oh, well, actually you said it was a commissioned car. So, so that one is, is kind of different. Um, but in terms of the philosophy of the build, is it similar or did you use different materials? Did you develop something unique for the R33? Um, it's similar, but you know, with the R32, we were more focused on being, uh, building a street car, a daily car. So it is more modest in terms of power. And then whereas the R33, we've uh, installed a uh, much more powerful engine and it was combined with a, a Gedlak six speed. Oh, R34 okay. Oh, as well. R34. Yeah, because of that power. Um, we were able to get our hands on a, a brand new Gedlak how much does that cost? Because <laughs> oh I might, I might have to gosh. do that. <laughs> it's more than a K car. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. So yeah, the six speeds are real valuable. So we uh, power. So what, what's the R32 making, and and what's the R33 putting out? 32 is about 450 to 500, I think, and the uh, uh, 33 has the most powerful engine that we offer, which is the MB7, and it. It's around 650. Yeah. Oh, yeah. that sounds fun. Yeah. yeah, and it sounded like it had a really lightweight flywheel. Yeah. 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 It had that rattle, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, uh, I mean, what, so what are your guys' plans for car week? I mean, you know, you brought this these cars, you brought them to range last night, and then you're bringing them, I, I guess, to Motorlux? Yes, you know, both cars are going to be displayed at Motorlux on Wednesday. Yeah, mm-hmm. Are you loading on Tuesday? I think yes. so. Oh, yes. on Tuesday. And then uh, uh, from Thursday to Sunday, it sh- it'll be at the the Motor Trend um, uh, Japanese, Japanese, Japanese Automotive, automotive. Invitational. Invitational. Yeah. Yes. Gotcha. Thank you. And that's it. Yeah, Pebble Beach. So for the listeners, if you're going to be around. That's free too, right? I believe so. It's usually a pretty fun thing to check out. Yeah. I recommend. There's a bunch of other little uh, things to see there as well. Mm -hmm. So yeah, that's a cool event. There's a bar. Yeah. There's a bar. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, you have to be talking about the car, okay? So stay close to the car. Yeah. Yeah. Um, That's very cool. And then back home after that. Yeah. Okay. And we're, we're cramming for uh, R34 debut at oh, uh, our cool. meeting uh, at Fuji Speedway, uh, October 29th. We'll be there. We'll be debuting two cars. Oh, that's cool. Very nice. Awesome. Yeah. And then in between all of these, are you guys building? Uh, do you guys have a backlog of orders for cars or how is that yes. coming along? Yeah. I have a 
good list yeah. of costs that we have yeah. to make. And we nice. still have to work on the EG and EK too. Oh, yeah, yeah, that is too. Yeah. So yeah. do you, how many cars have you built so far? Well, just the two. Oh, okay, two. okay. And we're so, doing, we're, we're doing, we are doing multiple cars at the moment and the two are debuting in October. Oh, okay, yeah. cool. Gotcha. And then you have a long list of people mm -hmm. lined up yes. that can get in line now yeah. as well. <laughs> and we're just going to repeat. Yeah. Yeah. And so is there like if, if people go to your website right now, is there like a base package and then you build from there or how does, or do you have, how does um, that work? Yeah, we, we, uh, we just receive inquiries through our inquiries uh, page mm -hmm. and then we can contact and maybe do like a Zoom call. Oh, nice. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, so, because it is customized, right, to, tailored to their experience. Yeah. Or, and, and do people have to provide their own car, or are you able to source a chassis for them if they need it? We can source uh, a car, base car, because mm -hmm. we work with uh, top rank. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. So, yeah. yeah. I have one if you're interested in a, okay. <laughs> in a base car. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so That's awesome. You're, you're a customer from Yeah, yeah, that is a well. top rank car. Yeah, yeah. yeah I actually... Um, I was Nick, uh, who, you know, worked on my car very recently. We had to do, we, re, we got new ITBs and did a bunch of work to the car. Uh, we were talking about like a tasteful hood because that's, I think one of our listeners, uh, chimed in and they were asking like, what is a modification that you've always wanted to make, but it feels like too aggressive or too, you know, too like, um, flashy. And for me is like, I know how hot it is under that engine bay and I know how more, like how much more efficient it could be. And the 400 R hood is fantastic, right? Yeah. It looks great. Yep. Um, but that's obviously not available, but like the, 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 the hood that you guys have is so clean, you know, and it's got the NACA duct and yep. it's like I mean that's like something that I could totally see on my car right mm -hmm. where it's subtle it's yep. it's functional and it doesn't look so over the top um, and I did I haven't seen it in person but I was looking at pictures and it looks like it's a carbon hood right mm -hmm. and then you, it's painted but you leave the duct exposed carbon yes. yeah that's such a cool detail that's what we do with the, the front bumper and the rear bumpers the whole bumper is carbon yeah yes. the, oh really the, it's a one piece oh, oh really wow. so that lip is all integrated mm -hmm. Oh, so that brings me to, so do you guys have plans in the future to sell parts or is it all going to be builds? Um, most of the parts will be exclu exclusive to the, to uh, the builds, the builds. Uh -huh. uh, but we are working with mines uh, on a few uh, parts that they sell. Mm -hmm. uh, we are designing it to, uh, them for them. So oh, okay. that will be made uh, available. Yeah. The and they will do them for... So it will be for like R33s, yeah, R32s yes. and stuff like that. Cool. Yeah. Because I know, is that is it true that tr like in the past, mines would only, they would have, you know, like I was talking to you about like customer I had, the R35, and he had to have mines come over and they did all the body panels and everything and they did it themselves. And it was like, you know, suppose I'm, from what I knew, he had to fly them over and yeah. they had, they did it. You know, is that true? Is that a I'm assuming the, the guy who came is uh, Nakayama-san from Mines. Okay. But yeah. yeah, they do that kind of service. Gotcha. So this, uh, like a, uh, you know, engine builder, yeah. Nakayama-san, he flies globally. 
mm-hmm. like everywhere. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of like saying he did it, and it's mm-hmm. a big, it's yeah. a, it's yeah, it's a so feather we'll, in your cap. Will you fly to my house and cut off my fenders with a saw, and then <laughs> put wider fenders <laughs> on it too? <laughs> put some caulk in there. Yeah, yeah. put some. Uh, yeah, um, I actually do have a question regarding the the bumper. So you said you have carbon fiber bumper, yeah. carbon fiber hood. Are there other custom like body panels? Uh, the rear bumper and the rear uh, spoiler. The spoiler is integrated. Too. It's one trunk. Piece. The trunk. Oh, with rear the trunk. trunk. So the, the trunk, trunk yeah, and so, yeah. spoiler, rear bumper, front bumper. Oh, and not, the, not the rear bumper, sorry. The rear trunk and the rear wing. The spoiler itself. Yeah. Oh, okay. One so that's piece. all one piece. Mm-hmm. Oh, very cool. And for just those. Blade is different. Oh, sorry. sorry. For those listening, um, Haggerty has a video with uh, Larry Chen. Oh, yeah. And they feature those. Oh, cool. Yes. Oh, awesome. That's on YouTube. Check, check it out. Mm-hmm. Or if you're in Monterey next week, come by in person. That's yeah, it. check it out. Yeah, yeah. Um, or come to Japan and visit us. I'm trying to get everybody to come visit me because yeah. <laughs> you don't have to throw. I want to go. I was, yeah, <laughs> I was, yeah, there's a 2025 family trip in the books right now, but um, I would like to get out there sooner for sure. Yeah. Maybe Definitely. for a round cat rally. rally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Round Cat Rally 2024, April. I already told Clark, I want a Suzuki Alto Works. It was at the RSR, the one that's got the all-wheel drive, like 10,000 RPM. I want that. (laughs) I'll join you with that one. Yeah. Yeah. So much fun. Uh, I think it's time for trivia. I only have one question. Ooh, one question. (laughs) You have to do the trivia music, if you don't mind. It's trivia time. All right, um, the R32 Skyline, they made nearly 44,000 of these cars. How many of the second generation, which I didn't know this, it's called the KPGC 110. So oh, it's yeah. the R33? Okay. No, the second generation. 1972 to oh. 1973. Wait, GC110, that's oh, yeah. Ken Mary, right? KPGC is, is, is 10. Yeah, but that's Ken Mary. That's Ken Mary. Yeah. yeah. So how many of these cars did they produce? Very, very few. That sounds about right. 110. GTRs? Yep. Oh, GTR. I'm going to go for it. 112. Oh, he knows. 112. <laughs> Interesting. So they made 44,000 yeah. of the next generation. I was going to say 400. 400. I'm going to say 300. Four, three, one, ten, one, twelve. One, twelve. Maybe we're at one, twelve. Do I hear one, thirteen? Seventy. Seventy. Oh, we're talking I'll, about GTRs, right? Yeah, yeah. GTR. Uh, keep uh, the Ken Mary. Two hundred. One hundred. Ninety-seven. Oh, okay. Winner. Lane. That's very Lane. close. Very close. Those Isn't are very, very rare. That, I mean. Very rare. Yeah, it was a rare. Yeah. I've yeah. seen that body style, but it was... Yeah, um, there was one... Uh, but they're all yeah. GTs. They're not real. They made the GTs. 40,000 GTR badges. Yeah. <laughs> they got stuck yeah. on all the GTs. Yeah. It's, it's interesting, too, that they made... You would almost think that the Skyline GTR would have died with that model because that was in 73. They made 197. Mm. And then they took a 16-year break. <laughs> and then the... You know, R32. and the R32 is the the most of any of yes. them, right? I mean, besides yes. even probably more than R35s too. Yeah. And then R33 was less. R34 was even less than that. Mm-hmm. And then yeah, yeah, yeah forty four thousand R32s after a sixteen year break yeah. for a model is very for unusual. GTR. Yeah, it's like yeah. for the yeah. GTR. Yeah, 
Anyways, that's your trivia. So. <laughs> nice. So. 197, you said? 197. 197. Yeah, I knew they were super rare. Yeah, they're, those are really interesting looking, too, because they're, they're like... funky. They look yeah. heavy. I know they're, they're not. They're really they're, small, too. They're very... Uh, they look like a Torino or something. It's from the time of, like, Japanese, like, yeah. emulating American yeah. cars. Yeah, copy totally. everything. But just, like... <laughs> but smaller. Eight-tenth scale yeah. or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 Well, yeah. thank you very much for joining us. Thank this has been much. great. Really thank you very it. much. Yeah. No, yeah we'll see you. So you. Art and I will see you tomorrow, maybe, but definitely Wednesday for yeah. Motorlux. And then uh, hope you guys have a great time yeah. here. And so, where can people find you guys? Is it on on Instagram? Oh. Is it uh, Built by Legends? It's built by Legends. Yeah. On Instagram and Facebook. Excellent. Cool. And yeah. yeah, YouTube. We don't have much videos. But and builtbylegends.com. Dot dot JP. JP. Dot JP. JP. Yeah. Dot there you go. Not .co, huh? Dot .co, dot, dot .com is like a construction site here in the United States. <laughs> <laughs> Got it. Like a home builder. Well, thank you guys. Thanks so much. Thank, thank you, you very much. much. Awesome. Thank, thank you. you.